a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05am on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado John Moore drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. See ya. Maureen and John. Kiara Koto. And on today's political roundup, uh, latest political poll, rugby players hate speech tweet and jail for woman over Facebook horse comment. So Labour is up in the latest poll. A read research poll has Labour doing particularly well. The poll has Labour on 49.6%, so almost 50%. National on 413 uh, However, Labour's government partners aren't doing so well, with New Zealand First on a low of 2.3% and the Greens only on 3.9%. Labour's leadership will be happy with this poll result. And Labour is now New Zealand's most popular party, according to this poll, and has a firm lead over the main opposition party, National. However, all the minor parties will be crying into their drinks, with ACT, the Greens and New Zealand First all polling below the 5% threshold necessary to get back into Parliament. However, ACT would still get back into Parliament as the party holds the electoral seat of Epson. With minor parties polling so poorly, there may well be a greater push to lower the 5% threshold. As an aside, as with most polls, the read research poll results are at the least slightly misleading. The figures of support given for each party come after those who did not give a choice of party are taken out of the equation. Therefore, the actual level of support for each party may well be significantly lower than the poll results indicate. Should polling companies therefore release the actual levels of support for political parties? Of course, if they were to do so, the embarrassingly low level of support for New Zealand's political parties would become transparent. Now, on to hate speech from rugby union player. Australian rugby player Israel Folau is in the shit with Rugby Australia after his most recent homophobic and transphobic statements. Folau expressed disgust at the state of Tasmania's decision to make gender an option on birth certificates, a hot topic here in New Zealand as well. After the announcement, the Wallabies player tweeted that people should turn away from their evil ways. Folau added that the devil has blinded so many people in this world. Repent and turn away from your evil ways. Turn to Jesus Christ who will set you free. So there you are. The Wallabies rugby players' tweets raise questions over how so-called hate speech should be treated in society. There is currently a strong push in New Zealand to ban so-called hate speech, and Green MP Golrez Garaman is currently leading the call for tougher laws around hate speech, wanting to protect religious groups, gender and the rainbow community. However, the case of Folau points to both the philosophical and political problems with defining and policing hate speech. Myself, I personally find Folau's views disgusting. But I am also very aware that his beliefs come from a literal reading of the Bible. Folau is a conservative Christian and his views are consistent with a conservative reading of Christianity's most holy book. In fact, all three of the Abrahamic religions, Christianity, Judaism and Islam, prescribe death 
or homosexual acts. So should the texts of these religions be banned or suppressed due to the hate speech and incitement to violence that has contained within them? That is, should the Torah, the Quran and the Bible all be banned? Of course not. To do so would amount to a huge infringement on the rights of religious groups. However, we must have the right to critique religious beliefs such as those held, held by Israel. And such criticisms may well cause offence and hurt with conservative adherents of various religions. But do people have a right to not be offended? If we start banning speech on the basis of offence, then we will rapidly have an illiberal society where political freedom is dead. And finally and quickly, uh, an example of how hate speech laws can play out, a British woman is facing two years in Dubai for calling her ex-husband's new wife a horse on Facebook. Leila Sharavish was arrested at a Dubai airport. Dubai has strict laws regarding speech around issues of politics, of religion and of making defamatory statements. Calling a, people, calling a person a horse maybe offensive to some, it wouldn't be to me, but this is clearly a case where a person should not actually have the right to not be offended. Throughout the Middle East, strict laws and speech have empowered corrupt political establishments, have acted to further marginalise oppressed groups, and such laws act to heavily curtail political freedom. Hmm. I think the thing with the Israel Folau thing, just quickly if I may add something, sure. is that he's more than welcome to have his views and to voice his views. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's, in, in, con, uh, in his contract, he'll be obliged not to say those types of things that could harm the image of the sport. Mm. Um, you know, uh, sports people were supposed to be heroes in the eyes of children uh, and all this kind of stuff. Um, so some people that may see him as a hero uh, that... Uh, perhaps young children that are gay and, mm. and, and the like um, you know will say oh my hero thinks I should go to hell things like that so mm. it's pretty much on their contract um, in, in any contract like that, that they have to hold a certain uh, you know they have to be above that kind of stuff mm. essentially not allowed to put that stuff out in the public if that's their views they're entitled to have them but if you want to have that contract and get paid all that kind of money you've got to keep that stuff to yourself so, um, but isn't that a form of censorship in and of itself? Uh, you sign the contract. Your choice. Mm. It's not a. It's up to you. You don't want to. You don't mm. want to sign the contract. You don't have to. But then we could have a case such as all students of the university, through becoming members of the university, could have their speech policed, or but us at Radio the, One. The university. Well, you know, we're not allowed to say certain things, and the university is a public entity. It's not a private enterprise. Mm. So I don't think you could get away with that on that level. That would have to be a government demand, and if that if that was the case, then we'd have a bit of issue in, yes. in, in New Zealand. Uh, but to, in terms of what we can say on the radio, yeah, we have broadcast standards. Sure. But outside of, you know, once we get back home or in a cafe and I, tweet away. I am, a, well, I, I, I myself, it's in my contract, I am, uh, I have to hold a certain decorum mm -hmm. um, mm. as being a f one of the faces of the station. This sure. is my job and that's the role I play and I decided to sign that contract and that was fair enough. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but it is. Yeah, it but, is, I mean, you indeed. are a sports star. You're getting paid b millions of dollars, and uh, you you can't go around uh, mm. putting down large swathes of society. Anyway, um, more tomorrow. Yes, with John Moore. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, maybe some uh, some Green Party news with Jamie Green. Uh, that was a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.